from ucsportsnation.com. This is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. We are officially at the midway points of the 2021 high school football season. Good morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Tom Duggan for the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. A lot of games last night as uh, week five now has come and gone. Uh, we've got some coaches lined up to speak with today. We'll talk to Upperman's Adam Kane here in just a few moments about their victory last night over Stone Memorial. Steve Trapp and Derek Samber of DeKalb County and Stone Memorial, respectively, will join us via telephone. Warren County's Matt Turner will be also joining us today as they got their first victory of the season. And we'll talk to Jimmy Maynard of Cookville and Kerry Johnson of York Institute a little later in the hour. Let's hit the Friday night scoreboard before we get started tonight. It was Opperman 27-9 over Stone Memorial as the Bees improved to 4-1 on the season. Warren County got a 21-14 win over Cookville, spoiling homecoming for the Cavaliers last night. Clay County, ranked 10th in the state, improved to 4-0 as they get a 20-6 win on the road in region at Joe Burns last night. DeKalb County puts Isaac Knowles in at quarterback last night. Knowles accounted for four rushing touchdowns as the Tigers beat Cumberland County 35-10. East Nashville with a big win over Jackson County last night, 58 to nothing. It was Macon County also pitching a shutout, 37-0 over Livingston Academy. Monterey, they keep it going as they head over to Rockwood and win in region play 43-14. Mount Juliet in a shootout over White County, 44-32. Mount Juliet ranked number two in the state in the 5A classification. It was Oneida over York Institute, 21-10. Miles Lefew with 147 yards passing and a 61-yard touchdown pass to Dalton Barger in that game. Gordonsville, a last-minute reschedule, or schedule, I guess I should say, as they travel to Stewart County and get a 21-7 victory there. Trousdale County stays undefeated as they beat Westmoreland 16-7. It was Smith County going to triple overtime with the number six team in the state in 3A, 19-13. Walker Valley escapes with a victory over the Owls, who've been playing some excellent football the last couple of weeks. North Green takes down Red Boiling Springs 38-14. Cannon County with a shutout over Lookout Valley 39 to nothing. Let's talk some Upperman football. Coach Adam Kane joining us this morning. And, uh, Coach, good to have you with us. And uh, I know it's good to get that victory last night, a nice bounce-back performance by your team. What, uh, what stood out for your bees last night? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Um, Number one, uh, first thing I'll say is um, there, there's not much better, especially for a coach or a player, not much better than a, a Friday night win. So uh, first and foremost, we were, we were, you know, excited and glad, and I was proud that we were able to, you know, to get a win on Friday night. Um, you know, Stone Memorial came in. They, had, they got a really good quarterback and some receivers, and, and they'd made a ton of plays this year. Um, they had a pretty good plan, you know. They they um, you know punched us in the mouth early and and uh, got up nine to six on us, and um, but we were finally able to kind of stabilize ourselves on defense. And uh, once we got kind of their run game under control, we were able to you know kind of settle back and play a little bit better pass defense. And so I was pleased to see that. That always makes me feel 
a little more comfortable uh, on the sidelines. And then offensively, we were able to kind of, you know, complete enough balls and, and generate enough of a run game to extend the lead a little bit and, and came out in the second half and kind of continued that. So it was a good win, played good on special teams, and um, I was just pleased the way the guys responded. Your teams are always known for their physicality, and the same can be said for Stone Memorial. From a from a standpoint of that, how was the physicality of last night's game? Yeah, I mean, I, it was like you would think. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was pleased with the way we played, and, and I was impressed with the way they played. Um, you know, we, we expected it going in. Um, you know, we, we, we watched all their films, and, um, you know, I knew it was going to be a rough battle for us. Um, you know, we played a very, very good football team the week before, and um, – and so we we were kind of used to it, and and uh, you know, I felt like Stone came out like I said, and and uh, gave us a good shot early on, and you know, at, at that point you can either let people stick around, and you're going to be in for a four quarter battle, or you can, you know, raise your level of play a little bit, and and you know, try to get a lead and extend it, and and fortunately we were able to do that. You played a very good Fayetteville team last week, and your team obviously knew that. But how did they bounce back from that and react during practice this week? It was fantastic. You know, the the thing that I've learned about this team, um, and every team's, you know, DNA is a little bit different. Um, you, you can't just um, you can't just assume that each group is gonna. As strange as this sounds. You can't just assume that winning is ultra important to every group, right? Um, but I think it is with this group, and so uh, that's what motivates them. And, and uh, you know, they they kind of take their cue from me, and uh, we, we try to work hard to you know to produce wins on Friday nights. And so they came out with a great mindset and practice. We had a very good week. Um, you know, we we still got a lot of work to do. Uh, it's it's five games in you know we've only played four because we lost one of the you know week two things to a covid win over trousdale and so you know but but we're still improving and and uh, we're still learning and um but i really like the mindset of this team and and i hope they can continue that going forward Coach Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees joining us here on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. You mentioned five games in, five games to go. It's kind of a place where you can really do some evaluation. Coaches evaluate every week, I know. But as you look at the team right now, what are some things that you've improved on and what are you still looking to improve on as you get down the stretch run? Yeah, one, one thing that's really uh, reared its ugly head lately is uh, penalties. Um, you know, we got the game stolen from us down there at Fayetteville on a, on a penalty on a touchdown that we scored, um, you know, with 40 seconds left that would have won the game. Um, you know, that I, I know I need to kind of flush it and move on, but that's still kind of sticking out in my head. Um and then we went in last night and, and had 12 penalties for 130 yards. And that's, um, you know, not really it, – it's hard. It's You're making life really hard on yourself. Uh, we only had 355 yards of offense. And so, you know, that's about what – my math days are over, but, uh, you know, close <laughs> to a third of 
of the yards we generated, we're taking we're taking away from ourselves with the penalties. Um, so obviously that's something I've got to address. You know, whether it's a technique issue, um, it was like it just felt like every other play we ran, we were getting a holding call. So obviously that's something I got to address uh, from a technique standpoint, from a footwork standpoint, whatever it may be. Um, because you can't just continue to do that. Um, I, I know for sure I can't continue to walk the sidelines on nights like that. Cause right. It's, I'm a, uh, uh, you know, my mind's going to explode if that happens again. But, um, you know, so that's something that I've got to correct first and foremost. Um, things that we're doing good, we're, we're able to spread the ball around on offense. we got a bunch of kids that can, you know, make plays. Um and I think we're starting to figure out kind of some things that we're pretty good at and some things maybe we need to kind of go away from uh, that we're not so good at. Uh, and then defensively, I, I feel like we're a really solid team. And uh, when we're locked in and focused and playing fast, uh, it's pretty hard to move the ball against us. So I, I'm pleased with that. And then uh, – you know, our special teams game's getting better. You know, we got a kicker who did a really good job last night. We unfortunately had a safety go against us. Um, we snapped the ball from our one-yard line, and, and it was a poor center quarterback exchange and had a safety, and we kicked it off from our own 20, and they started the next possession from their own three. And so that, that was a huge, you know, about an 80-yard, you know, 77-yard field position change right there and that was a big play in the game um so i'm pleased uh you know with all three phases but there's still stuff we got to work on but we're not going to be able to do anything we want to do if we keep getting penalized the way we are upperman a 27-9 victory last night over stone memorial in region play no breaks in this schedule coach you get watertown next week and i know you're familiar with the purple tigers after struggling the first couple of weeks their offense is starting to come around and their defense has been great all season long what do you expect from this purple tiger team well i'll say this about them the last time we saw them uh, i believe it was 27 to nothing that uh, they beat beat us they trounced us uh, they embarrassed us and you know had a really good time doing it so um you know, so that's going to be something that we think about and talk about, and hopefully we can, um, you know, get the, um, you know, play, be a little more competitive in the game and that sort of thing. Um, we saw them on film. We had their film uh, from their game with Fayetteville, and um, you know, the thing, the guy that jumps off the page that we've we've faced for two years now. This will be year three as a quarterback. I mean, he's obviously the leader down there, and right. and uh, you know he's broken our hearts and broken our backs for two years, and uh, you know made plays even in the game we beat them. He had a he almost brought them back. You know, it was twenty one. We were winning twenty one seven with I think a minute thirty left to play, and uh, next thing you know, we got to get a two-point conversion stop to to win the game so um he's a good player it always starts with him and anytime like we learned last night you know anytime the other team's got a dual threat quarterback that's a dynamic player you're gonna have trouble i mean you're gonna have your hands full trying to stop him so we're aware of that uh they do a good job on both sides of the ball with their coaching um 
you know, they're really hard to prepare for their, with their defense. I mean, they, they do a lot of different stuff, and uh, not just schematically, but, uh, you know, technique-wise, they, they change things up with you. So it's always a difficult prep for them. And then, you know, they got really good athletes, and uh, they got a ton of them. Um, you know, I know they're two-way, but um, – I think they got a lot more students in that <laughs> building than a normal two-way school. Um, and that just kind of lends itself to having a lot of good players. So uh, nothing but respect, you know, for that program. And, and we've, we we just hope to be more competitive in the game this year. Should be a fun game for sure next Friday night, Upperman in Watertown. And, uh, of course, you got some big region games around the corner. Coach Adam Kane, wishing you the best for the Upperman Bees. It's going to be an exciting stretch run. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, like I said every week, whoever made this schedule that I've got this year needs to be fired. So uh, we got we to gotta, we gotta locate that guy and uh, see what we can do about that. Coach Adam Kane joining us this morning on the High School Playbook. Cap County Tigers returned home last night after a tough road defeat last week at the hands of Watertown. The Cap County gets a 35-10 win over Cumberland County. Let's head down to Smithville via telephone. The Cap County head football coach Steve Trapp joining us. Coach Isaac Knowles steps in at quarterback for your team last year. He's done a little bit of everything else. Comes out with four rushing touchdowns. My first question to you is, is there anything that Isaac Knowles can't do? I mean, as far as when it comes to athletics, I, I I've not seen him not be able to do anything that he's been challenged with. Um, you know, we've been talking about him in that regard for the last two or three years, just, you know, his potential to make plays in every phase of the football game. And uh, last night that he, he, he proved that he could do it behind the center as well. Coach, 35-10 win over Cumberland County. Uh, impressive after last week. I know you were kind of frustrated with the, the loss to Watertown, but what were you able to do better this week that kind of got you back in sync? We're just extremely frustrated last week because I just don't think we were ourselves. We kind of, uh, you know, lost it mentally a little bit there, especially in the second half. And I just truly believed and, and know that these guys can play better football. And, uh, and really it was just a gut check time, a heart check time, uh, a mental check time on, on all of our parts to make sure that we're holding each other accountable and, you know, buying into what it takes to to be good on Friday nights. And, you know, I thought these guys prepared really well. I think they took to heart the feeling that they had uh, after the last two weeks, you know, not being successful on the school board you know, when it comes down to a lot more than that. But, uh, you know, really just clean things up, focus on ourselves, do what we're capable of doing and uh, doing it the right way. And I thought these guys did a pretty good job of that last week. The run game, much more effective this week. And what does that say about your offensive line? Did you feel like a better performance from them this week? Well, definitely. And they were challenged big time because I think that group was uh, probably the worst uh, on the field last week against Watertown and just really didn't perform well. And uh, some of it was physically, some of it was mental, just the communication part. And then, uh, you know, the situation that we were in, the, having to put Isaac at quarterback, uh, you know, there was two groups that we really went to and talked to, and offensive line was the first one because uh, it changed our whole game plan. And, and the second group was our defense, you know, just to be able to step up and uh, and play some really good defense because we were going to find ways to put the ball in the end zone. And fortunately, we did that, I think, five times. And thought our defense stepped up and played really well last night, other than the one turnover we had that gave them a shorter field. 
uh, you know, we held them to a field goal in that one score, and, you know, so they definitely stepped up also. Who were some key players that stepped up defensively last night in a great effort, as you mentioned, just the uh, uh, the 10 points on the board for Cumberland County? Uh, you know, I have to keep mentioning it, but I think Knowles, I mean, uh, had a big interception right there to stop one of their drives, you know, the closest they come to scoring potentially again, and then uh, he thwarted that with an interception, so again, making plays. Uh, in all phases, they never kicked the ball to him, so uh, things like that. But uh, linebacking crews, you know, Isaiah Harrington was in there. Uh, Tyler Estes, uh, I know he's playing with a broke arm with a cast on it. Thought he made a lot of plays. Uh, you know, Josh May, you know, he, he's been in and out going through a lot of stuff, you know, with the offseason and stuff. I thought he'd come in and finally had, uh, you know, first time starting for us this year, but working his way back in shape. Thought he had a solid performance for us. Silas Cross has been just uh, absolutely playing crazy, great football for us all year long. You know, he did a good job on the edge out there, and we rotate a lot of guys up there on that defensive line. Will Ferris, uh, Kobe Barnes, uh, our starting running back, but also plays defensive tackle. Uh, He made a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage for us also. So it was a collective group effort, and it needed to be. And, you know, the last thing I told the guys is really we shouldn't – we don't want to have to have adverse situations for us to – to bond together uh, mentally and heart-wise as a team to to play better. That's that's really as the head coach, and you've known me for a lot of years. What I want my team to be about, regardless of the situation. And uh, but with that being said, I'm just really really proud of how they stepped on the field and, and operated last night. We're talking to the Cab County head football coach Steve Trapp on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, I want to talk about the kicking game. Your your kicker goes five for five last night, Alex Aranda. And kicking is something, you know, you put some emphasis on. I know back in the day it wasn't such maybe a, a premium to put some emphasis on the kicking game, but you seem to have had a pretty good flow of kickers. What makes Alex special in that role? Uh, well, it's huge. Uh, and, and Alex himself, you know, he's a soccer player, not a big guy. He's an extremely uh, talented athlete, so uh, moving forward, his career at Cab County High School is going to involve a lot more than just kicking. But uh, you know, early on, you know, we didn't really have a kicker. You know, Isaiah or Isaac knows we actually let him kick a few. That's one thing we've not seen him do extremely well, but uh, he has made a couple of them. But uh, you know, Axel works at it. You know, our pre-practice routine, and then get some in. He kind of went through, I think, a little bit of over kicking and, and uh, had a little quad strain or something right there. So. Hadn't been doing a whole lot of kickoffs for us, and, and I still don't know if he's 100% over that or not. But, uh, I mean, I, I think he's missed a couple on the year. But last night he was five for five, and those were huge. I mean, every point's huge, and it's important that, uh, you know, we execute every phase to the to the best of our ability. And uh, he stepped up and did a really good job for us. And Ty Webb, I have to say a lot about him because, you know, he's another freshman, and he's our holder. So, uh, you know, we've got a freshman holder, a freshman kicker, uh, and those two guys, like I said, they're out there, you know, 20 minutes before practice getting them extra reps in with our snappers and kicking, and that's every day. Uh, you know, so those guys are doing a good job for us, and especially last night. DeKalb County, 35-10 winners over Cumberland County. Up next, the Tigers will step out of region to take on Cannon County. Coach Steve Trapp, we wish you the best down the road throughout the rest of the season. I appreciate it, Tom. Thanks for having me on. The Stone Memorial Panthers, as we mentioned earlier, tough night as they go to Upperman and fall 27-9. Coach Derek Samber of Stone Memorial joins us via telephone. Coach, it was a tough loss in region last night, but what positives were you able to take from last night's game? 
Well, you know, we were we knew we were playing a very good football team, uh, up front to ranked team for a reason, and, and uh, had every opportunity to win against Fayetteville last week, a state championship football team. That uh, I felt like our kids competed for four quarters, uh, had the lead midway through the second quarter, um, and, and I think our kids got a glimpse of, of what they can be when we're playing well. Uh, made some big plays, fit the run pretty well defensively. It was uh, obviously a, a physical football game. Anytime you're playing an upperman team, anytime you're playing a Adam Kane coach team, it's going to be a football game. But I thought for the most part we, we matched their physicality uh, outside of a couple missed tackles. Um, and, and so they were definitely positives. I, I think difficult part for, for kids is separating process from results. And we did some really good things along the way uh, in the process. Uh, had probably best practice since I've been at Stone on Wednesday. Um, did some really good things throughout Friday night and, and just made some, had some miscues and of, of course didn't get the result we wanted. But we got to separate those things and build on the positives in the process and, and the results will come. Coach, who were some of your players that stood out last night that uh, really had a good game against this Upperman team? Uh, Jake Shada comes to mind. He ran the ball really hard, uh, played well along the defensive line. Uh, Hunter Hevlon, our quarterback, made some really good throws. Caleb Flowers had a big touchdown for us. Uh, Bryson Bilbrey uh, is a guy kind of on the edge of our defense. He's done a lot of good things that forced a safety last night. Um Trying to think who else. Kyle Trenum ran the ball well. Bryant Carter had probably his best game for us at linebacker. There were several. Uh, a, a lot of kids played really hard and played physical throughout. This region this year looks to be as competitive as I've seen in a while. Of course, Upperman coming up from three, you know, three A into four A. Do you feel like that this is a, a pretty competitive region, more so than you've seen in the last few years? Yeah, we knew we were adding a good football team in Upperman when when TWSWA. Uh, release that alignment stuff and, and, you know, making it to cab are always going to be well coached. Uh, Cumberland County has improved by leaps and bounds this year. Um, Livingston has some really bright spots. I know they're young, uh, in a lot of places. Uh, and, and, you know, last night we got a taste of why Upperman was picked to win the region. So, um, I think I touched on everybody there and it is, it's very competitive. There's certainly no, uh, pushovers or layovers in this region. I, th- I think I would put it up with any, uh, 4A region uh, around here for sure. It's hard to believe we've already reached the midway point of the season. What were some things that were concerns of yours going into the season that maybe you've worked out and maybe look at some things that you're still concerned about your team moving forward? Well, you know, uh, my biggest concern was youth on our end. Uh, We play a lot of sophomores, a lot of juniors, kind of a small senior class, uh, a great senior class, and we love them, but – you know, I think some of those miscues may have been used uh, last night. You know, um, there's a big difference between 15 and, and 18 for most kids, and we're counting a lot of 15s. Um, so uh, we've got to improve that moving forward, and, and we don't make excuses for them. You know, they've got five games under their belt, a lot of those sophomore guys now. So uh, we hope moving forward that, that that changes and they build off those five games and have a little confidence about them. We're speaking with Derek Samber. He's the head football coach of the Stone Memorial Panthers here on the high school playbook. Coach, you step back out of region next week and you get York Institute. York typically a pretty good football school. What do you see from the Dragons that concerns you? They're they're really good. They're big up front. They're they're physical. They're athletic on the perimeter. Um, uh, the quarterback is a heck of an athlete and throws it well. I know that kid a bit. Uh, Miles Lefkew, 
Um, number one, the kid that can turn and burn, uh, and then you know you worry about all that speed, and they can line up in a heavy eye set and come right at you. Um, so it, it's certainly going to be a, a big test for us this coming Friday night as well, coming off the from the game. How difficult is it to maybe not look ahead to region games coming up, knowing that you know Upperman's in the driver's seat as at this point for the region with Macon County right there, but knowing you've got some big games that'll factor into the playoff race, how difficult is it to focus on non-region game coming up as opposed to some big region matchups down the down the stretch? Well, Tom, you know as well as I do, the last couple years, year and a half, whatever it's been, uh, a lot of perspective is being gained. And my goodness, it, it seems like every week there's uh, 10, 15, 20 ball games canceled. So we're just thankful to have one every week. Uh, we hope to have a, a good week in preparation in the process Monday through Thursday. Uh, and we hope the good Lord takes care of us and allows us to play every Friday night. So um, certainly can't take any of them for granted, region, non-region, whatever. We're happy to have 48-minute football games on Friday night because I know um, – in our state and around the country, not every team gets that opportunity consistently. Very well said, Coach, as it's been a struggle for a lot of schools to, to get out on the field and with COVID and everything, it's just good to get to play on Friday night. Coach Derek Samber, thank you for a few minutes of your time this morning. Happy to do it, Tom. Let me know anything I can do for you going forward. Thank you for what you do with high school athletics. We will talk some Warren County football when we come back with Coach Matt Turner. This is the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. We're at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville for the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Warren County plays spoiler at Cookville last night, getting a 21-14 victory at homecoming, no less, for the Cookville Cavaliers. Head coach Matt Turner joining us this morning. And, uh, coach, through all you've been through the first couple of weeks of the season, COVID, my goodness, I know it was good. It had to have been great. Just explain the feeling, what it was like to get that first win. Oh, man, it was huge, you know, uh, especially, you know, get all jacked up for the first game. I know Coach Trapp was on there earlier. That was our first game. And, you know, the, uh, we had to pull the plug Thursday night uh, before that first game, you know, and then actually had to shut the program completely uh, just to get a handle on that COVID and, and let it run its course maybe and do its thing. And, and then, you know, and then, and then, of course, last week opened up with Mount Juliet, you know, I mean, a top two, I think, ranked up there in the 5A ball, you know, at home. Uh, and did well, you know, and, and made a lot of mistakes and, and then, then had to get on the road and travel to uh, Cookville. And like we said before, you know, we, it's been a long time since we've got a road win at Cookville. Uh, but the kids played well, and, man, it, it was good. It was a very exciting night. A very historical win for Warren County. Matter of fact, first time at the current Cookville Stadium. Yes, and uh, I believe you told me first time since 1987 that Warren County had won at Cookville. How great does it feel to get a milestone like that kind of off your back? Oh, it's huge, you know. Uh, you know, it's always um – it's just that there's always that aura, you know, and especially when somebody has that, that um, they've got that bragging rights over you for a long time, you know. And, of course, last year we was able to uh, beat Cookville for the first time in a long time at home, you know. But then this year everybody's like, ah, oh, yeah, but y'all got gotta go to <laughs> got to go to Cookville this week and, and play, you know. But, yeah, you know, and, and the kids are uh, um, starting, I think, the tides are turning in Warren County and, and, and the kids are buying into the system. And, you know, we came up and competed. We've talked a little bit about this, but just to kind of reiterate, 
how much did last season and the success and all that, how, how much has that really benefited your program and created a renewed interest in football? Oh, it's been huge, you know, and it actually started the year before. You know, that first year we had a good senior class. Uh, of course, I call them squads, you know. We had squad 51 that came in. We won four games that first year, and and and, uh, uh, and that year was a lot like this season, you know. Uh, we didn't have a, a huge senior class. Also, we had a heavy junior class that, that first go-around, and, of course, they was seniors last year and you know and they they set the tone early and often and you know and it was very fortunate with the you know mr football caliber player like cj taylor that we had um and, you know and it yeah it, it really um uh, it brought kids out of the hallways you know right um the bad thing was i mean it's, it's like right now we've got our i think our whole secondary uh three out of the five in the backfield never played football at all wow you know athletes uh a couple of them's off the basketball court a couple of them's uh you know off the uh baseball field stuff like that you know uh but they want to be a part of success and they see the energy and and and, and you know of course you've been to Warren County and been to Nunley Stadium, historic Nunley Stadium right there. You know, we have a good show. You know, we got a big Pioneer Nation stick, and and it's fun. You know, and then you uh, start competing and winning, man. It's it's a it's a it's a good recipe for uh, uh, just excitement. Let's talk about your players and uh, some players that stepped up last night and kind of give us a breakdown of uh, of the game last night. Yeah, you know, I mean, we come out, uh, and, and, of course, it's no secret we're kind of a smash mouth. You know, we're going to run it right at you. Um, you know, we've got a lot of young guys because uh, we don't have two returners. Uh, we lost nine starters on both sides of the ball last year. So we, we got – it's what it's neat seeing these kids develop. You know, obviously, uh, Nate Elrod, our quarterback, stepped up and uh, – um, uh, it's filled uh, the shoes or CJ Taylor mm-hmm. starting to fill the shoes. Taylor, <laughs> That's you know? tough shoes to yeah, fill. It's a, it's a big <laughs> shoes, uh, you know, and, and uh, Junior um, and Braylon Grayson uh, was one of our returning starters, um, uh, middle linebacker, wing, tailback type kid. That's just you know um, uh, makes plays all the time. You know, we rely heavily on him. Uh, and then, of course, a lot of new guys, our offensive line, you know, we graduated four out of the five starting linemen last year. Uh, and they're developing. Uh, uh, got a uh, sensational young kid, Jason Pleasant. Uh, it's a sophomore. Uh, he, I think he, he had a 79-yard uh, 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 run last week um, against Mount Juliet. Had a big run last night. Uh, you know, and, and very elusive. And, um, and you know, it's a kid that just came out of nowhere. You know? Right. Um, uh, so excited to see that, you know. And then, we, you know, unfortunately last night we had uh, one of our linemen, uh, or other, one of our other two starters, Dayton Jernigan, kind of went down early uh, in the first half uh, with a little knee, uh, bust up his knee a little bit, you know. And, and so we, he wasn't able to return. Uh, but it was neat. It gave an opportunity to the next kid in, rolled right in and stepped up big, Mark Bolden. And, and uh, you know, so it was just big, you know. Um, big night, and the kids really performed, you know, and the special teams. Uh, uh, got a kid named Tavion Martin, uh, first-year varsity football, made some big play special teams. Uh, uh, Nate was able to scoop and score on a, a right there before the half, you know, and, and really set the tone before going into halftime. So, um, I, you know, this team, you know, I love it because there's no superstars in this team right now. They're right. all playing for each other, you know. Um, but uh, been very fortunate with that senior class that we had last year that kind of taught these guys going back to your question, you know, as far as how much did that implement. It's huge, you know. Those kids were very fortunate. They was competitive and, and uh, knew how to win. And now these guys, you know, now we're starting to get in the program that we get on the road we expect to win. You right. Know? So uh, it's been awesome. You've got nine starters back on each side of the ball this year, or nine starters, I'm sorry, lost nine starters on each side of yep. the ball. 
Talk about the mindset going into the season and how you, you you want to keep that competitive fire going. Talk about what you kind of preach, you know, to get that competitive fire going with a team that's kind of young and kind of inexperienced with the loss of so many starters. Well, yeah, you know, of course, I think it always starts back in the weight room, you know. I mean, we compete with every rep and, and, and compete with ourselves. And, you, you know, we kind of do the me versus – I mean, you know, it's you versus you, you know, uh, to compete. And, and we do a lot of things that we – uh, off season wise, we do a lot of uh, Ironman competitions and and just and just teach the kids how to compete. I don't care if you know uh, if we're playing uh, ping pong or basketball. You know, let's have a winner and a loser. And let's let's get after it. And then you know, how does that translate on the field? You know, with our offense and defensive system is is to do your job. You know, that's not what we preached about. Everybody has a role on the team. Uh, and 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 do your role to the best of your ability, whether it's you know uh, sweeping the locker room or, or or taking the snaps and 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 doing that, you know. And these kids are buying into it, and they're and they're starting to, and they're playing for each other. So you know, just uh, and playing for the guy next to them, you know. Um, so it's 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 been it's an awesome experience to watch these guys grow. We're talking with Warren County head football coach Matt Turner on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach has got some players with us. When we come back, we'll get some of the Warren County football players and let them uh, share their experiences of last night's victory over Cookville. This is the high school playbook. Warren County Pioneers 21-14 win over Cookville last night. Coach Matt Turner and some players in the house with us. We've got the quarterback, Nadel Rod. We've got Braylon Grayson. We've got Jason Pleasant. We'll start out with uh, the quarterback, the star of the show last night. Three touchdowns for quarterback Nate Elrod. Nate, what what was it like for you to go to Cookville, to win at Cookville, especially when we were talking about the numbers? It's been since 1987 since Warren County won at Cookville, and I know you were not even an afterthought at that point. So talk about what it felt for you. Oh, it felt great. It was a good win, and I thought we took care of business. <laughs> Man, a few words. What was the excitement like going into the game last night, knowing it's kind of a rivalry with Warren County and Cookville? Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was an unspeakable yeah. <laughs> kind of atmosphere, right? Yeah. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the first three weeks of the season, the frustration of not being able to play due to COVID. From a player perspective, what was that like? Uh. It sucked. Um, we thought our season, we didn't know if it was going to play, and it just scared us. Quarterback Nate L. Rod, three touchdowns last night, all three, the hat trick, if you will, for the Warren County Pioneers. We'll go to Braylon Grayson, the wingback linebacker. And uh, Braylon, I'll ask you that same question as we start. From your perspective, how frustrating was it those first few weeks of the season? Uh, it was pretty frustrating. Uh, we couldn't really play or, like, didn't know if we were have a season, but we just moved on and quarantined and be healthy. How fired up were you last Friday night? You finally get to take the field against a really good opponent in Mount Juliet, but you're finally out there playing football. What was that like for you? Uh, it was like uh, a dream. Uh, I love playing football. It's what I've always been doing. But we was playing against Mount Juliet, beat us last year, and we were trying to win it. For the seniors for last year. How much did it mean to you to beat Cookville last night? A lot. I don't really like Cookville. A <laughs> man wears his heart on his sleeve, that's for sure. Let's go to Jathan Pleasant, the sophomore. And uh, Jathan, 
a big region win last night, and you guys really, you're kind of in the driver's seat in the race for the region championship. What would it mean to Warren County and uh, you guys as players to be able to win a region championship this year? It would mean a lot. Uh, I think everyone on the team wants to win, and uh, they try their best, so it would mean a lot to Warren County. Talk about what you feel like your teammates and all need to do to keep that mindset, to moving forward, to be hungry, to want to win a championship. What what kind of mindset do you need? Well, we got to say uh, hungry. We can't we can't lose that, and uh, we got to go to practice and work hard, and uh, everybody has to do their job. I always like to ask this to players. When you get out there on Friday night, you first get out there and you see the crowd coming in and you're warming up, and what's what's the feeling? What are the emotions going through? You get butterflies, or what do you feel? I mean, I'm a little nervous, but this ain't my first time, so I just go out there and play. Well, guys, we wish you the best throughout the season and to keep up the good work. And uh, Warren County football, certainly a lot to be excited about. Coach, we'll come back to you, and I want to ask you a question about you yourself being a Warren County alum, yes, sir. what does it mean for you to be able to come back to your alma mater, be a head coach, and have a great season as you did last year, knowing that this program has struggled considerably over the years, but feeling like you're really turning a corner and you, you've got a bright future ahead? Ah, oh, man, you know, it's like these boys here talked about. You know, I remember being in their shoes, you know, and, and everything I've got uh, in my life, I contribute all the way back to Pioneer football in some form or fashion. You know, and, and I always felt in my heart that, you know, um, we was those guys in the locker rooms because I went through all a bunch of, you know, 0-10 years. Um, right. I've coached some of those 0-10 seasons and, and just the, the, you know, I think what was it last year, first time we had a winning record in 24 years. You know, so I've been a part of a lot of that. Um, and, and, and But knew that the potential was there, you know, the ability to be successful there. And in and, and Pioneer Nation, Warren County, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a rarity nowadays, uh, you know, just a, a one high school town, big, big town like that, you know. Have a nice stadium there in the, in the middle of town. It's kind of our holy land, you know. It's a place that the community comes together. Uh, and it's nice to see, um, and I believe just the, that passion and, and love of – Warren County um, uh, has helped develop that, and 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 to see it grow is it's 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 been awesome, you know. And uh, and like I said, to see and I'm really to feel that you know, because I told them I'm gonna live and die there, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm uh, not going anywhere, and so as long as they'll keep me there, you know, we're gonna keep trying to develop these players and the program and then implement a system you know and it feels like you know we went through those years where there were so many different head coaches it was like a swinging gate you know uh, or a revolving door um, and I feel like you know just being able to create some stability and, and consistency man we're, I mean we can be our kids are the same as anybody else's you know I mean obviously we proved that last year you know I mean mm-hmm. we come out of nowhere uh, with that senior class and you know I think we got six or seven kids playing at the next playing today at the next level somewhere you know and 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 I guarantee you these three kids here has got the same opportunity um, uh, good thing is they're not leaving for a year or two so uh, that's good but you know, um, just it's exciting, you know. Um, and it, it, I told the coaching staff last night what we're going to do when we start running out of these first. You know, first time we went at Cougal, first time we, we had to do this and do that. You know, um, uh, so we just gonna watch it grow, man. It's 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 awesome. It's it's neat. It's neat to see and and people start saying, "Hey, Warren County's not a guaranteed win." Right. You know, and 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 um, and uh, actually have to be in those locker rooms and walk the same hallways that these kids do. I think I've got a little bit of a uh, added bonus there because I'm like guys, I know what you're going through, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and these guys get it, you know. I mean, they're still, we're still, we love to 
uh, prove the doubters wrong. Well, Coach, you're doing great work at well, Warren County, it. you, your team, everybody, and it's an exciting place to go watch football on Friday night it as is. well. It is. So head on out if you get a chance to Dudley Stadium, catch the Warren County Pioneers. Coach Matt Turner, players, thank you all for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate you having us. Thank you. We're back with more from Interstate Drive in Cookville. We're at Chick-fil-A for this week's edition of the High School Playbook. Tough night for the York Institute Dragons as they lose to Oneida last night, 21-10, a good Indians team that improved their record to 4-1 on the season. Let's head up to Jamestown via telephone and speak with Coach Kerry Johnson. Coach, it was a tough region loss to a good Oneida team, but what were they able to do that really gave you trouble in last night's game? Uh, it's kind of been our MO, I guess you could say, for the year. We we had trouble getting off the field on third down a couple of times, and uh, uh, so we, and off offensively we couldn't get in a we couldn't get in a rhythm at times because we were didn't have the ball that much. And so, uh, like I said, getting off the field on third down is going to be is what we got to work on the most. And some and a couple of those that were were uh, we were drawing offsides yeah, for the easy probably would have punted the ball away had it, had it not been drawn offside. So that's, you know, kind of where we are right now. You mentioned the penalties on the third downs that are keeping you out on the field. Are there some parts of execution and other things that are also giving you some in- issues on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, we've had issues with guys missing a, a stunt here and there or something like that. But as far as last night, most of that was executed pretty well. We did – we had to replace our, our starting defensive end, and they got outside our, the one – uh, the guy we had out there last night a couple times, so that's just you know kind of a rookie mistake, you know, not not holding contain out there or sitting the edge like you should have, but you know that's got that's going to happen on a guy's playing there for the first time. Looking at your offense, you said it was a bit of a struggle getting your offense on the field. They obviously would look like they controlled the time of possession. How difficult was it to get your offense into any kind of a flow? Well, uh, like I said, we, I think we only ran, we, uh, only ran 40, I think 40, 39 or 40 plays last night. And we had the, the, uh, the issues we had last night were drops. We had seven drops and three of them were touchdown drops. Uh, and so, uh, and we were down, uh, we had three receiver, we had three or four receivers been out now last night. And so that, that's, we had two freshmen out there playing for the first time and, so that kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of learning, uh, growing pains, I guess you could say, with some of that, with some of those issues and this not, you know, rising up to the moment there in the game. Who were some players that did step up for you last night and you felt like they, they really had a great game for you? Oh, uh, Miles, uh, our quarterback, had a solid game. Like I said, he put the ball on him, and, and we had three, seven drops, and three of them were for, touch, for sure fire touchdowns. Uh, Dalton Barger was out uh, with the knee. Was supposed to have been out. He came in and played about one. He played one offensive play and scored our touchdown on it. We hit him on a backside post for about a sixty-five yard touchdown. And uh, so, I mean, had we had him out there all night, you know, they, I mean, they they couldn't stay with him. We knew, we knew that if we could, but you know, we knew we had speed, but it's hard to utilize it when it's hurt. Exactly. <laughs> and so that that's where we were last night and. And that's it's a big play for him. He could he couldn't cut. All he could do was run in a straight line. So we just put him on the post there and sit him on and rolled away from him and hit him on the backside on it and scored and got the lead. Up, got got the lead ten to seven and had a chance to get off the field with the lead and get the ball back with the lead for the first time. And we jumped off sides on a, on a on a fourth and four. They were going to just try to draw us offside and didn't draw us offside. They would have punted. 
and and that and they would go back. They had two or three plays later, they uh, they scored and went back on top of us. So, you mentioned your quarterback, Miles Lefew, seven of eighteen last night, one forty-seven. But again, a lot of drops there. Talk about his development throughout the course of the season and kind of evaluate where he is at the midway point. Well, he's he's only a sophomore, and so uh, he's he's learning now on certain things that we we worked on a lot last week on 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 getting the ball out quicker on outs. But on not a surprisingly, they played us a, uh, a little uh, tighter than we thought they probably would, uh, considering how we how we've been in in the previous games, and so we had to adjust on on the fly to that. But he is he's uh, he he listens and he and he, uh, he improves week to week and, and works on basically some of it's just uh, ball positioning and seating and, and just having the ball ready to go sometimes. Some and he's he's improved on that a lot, and his footwork has improved greatly in the last two or three weeks. We're speaking with Kerry Johnson, York Institute coach on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you step out of region next week. You go to Stone Memorial. They're a pretty tough football team. What kind of game are you looking for from them? Probably would be the, the their one pick to beat anybody on their schedule is us uh, over probably some of the region games. Uh, uh, so we know we're going to be in for a fight. You know, our schedule doesn't get easier, and so we want to. We got to go down there ready to play. And hopefully we can uh, we get some guys back this week, and we're going to make a few, and we're going to change a few things around, change our personnel around. But I don't think really it's mainly executing what we're trying to do, and and just play fundamental football and and play, play your assignment, and you know, and, and all you can hope for is to be there in the fourth and have a chance. I know coaches never make excuses, but you talk about you've got some injuries, you've got youth, and some things that. Uh, that are kind of difficult to deal with at times. Do you feel like that that has been somewhat of an issue for the team in the first half of the season? Well, uh, I was thinking just, you know, I was sitting here looking, going over film and, and, and uh, figuring out personnel for next week, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, you know, we had uh, Lake Drake and Logan Pinnell, who are both freshmen, two weeks at the Monterey game. I wouldn't have thought in in a uh, hundred years that they'd been out starting in two weeks. They were freshmen playing JVs, and now they were having to start last night. So it, it is a little bit of issue, and they didn't know how to, where to line up at times on certain on certain formations and distance wise, and, and um, got mixed up in the numbering system on our route calling, and that a few times. So we had guys standing in the same spot a couple times on routes, and and Miles would have to uh, basically improvise a little bit. But uh, you know, that's like I said, they're freshmen, so you know they'll learn and they'll they'll be better this week. Coach Kerry Johnson of the York Institute Dragons, thank you for a few minutes of your time. Good luck to you on throughout the rest of the season. I appreciate it. Thanks. We are officially at the midway point of the 2021 high school football season. Next week will be week six. Let's take a look at some of the games that will be coming up in the Upper Cumberland. Stone Memorial at 3-2 and two will be at home against York Institute. The 2-3 and three Dragons will come into town for a non-region clash. Opperman, they're 4-1 and one now. They'll take on a, an improving Watertown team. Watertown's won three straight, and they'll come into that game three and two. Warren County, they'll look to keep it rolling as they'll travel over to Murfreesboro to take on two and three Siegel next Friday night. Cookville returns home as they will have Gallatin coming in to visit for another tough matchup for the Cavaliers. Clay County, they're going to try to stay undefeated, but they've got a Westmoreland team that's 0-5, but have been playing exceptional defense throughout the course of the season. That could be a great defensive battle next week. Clay County taking on Westmoreland. 
Cumberland County, they'll hit the road out of region, and they will play Polk County next week. DeKalb County, it's homecoming in Smithville for the Tigers next Friday night as they'll welcome border rival Cannon County for a 7 p.m. kickoff. Jackson County and Livingston Academy will match up. Livingston still looking for their first victory of the season. Jackson County with a tough loss last night at East Nashville. It will be Monterey at home. They will have the Tennessee Heat coming in to visit as Monterey has improved to 4-1 and and will probably be getting some looks uh, by the AP for possibly a top-10 spot this week in the latest rankings when those come out. White County, after losing a shootout to Mount Juliet last night, they will hit the road down to Wilson County and take on Green Hill. Green Hill's won four straight. That's a big region game next Friday night for White County. So a lot of great games coming up in week six. Want to thank our on-site producer today, Franklin McCarthy. Our studio producer is Will Hearn. Of course, a big thanks to the folks at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive here in Cookville. And a big thanks also to our sponsor, Mountain Barn Builders. For the High School Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan.